All right. Hi, everyone. We are here with episode number 31 of She's Unstoppable. And on this episode, I am chatting with Christy Russell, who is, honest to God, one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. So I'm so excited for you to just get to know her. But Christy does it all. She is a stylist. She is an image consultant. She is a mentor to other stylists. She's a brand ambassador. She has created this really, really, really cool business based on her love of clothes, right? Which I think can sound maybe like, I don't know when I, when I used to think about stylists, like it just sounded so fun. Like me like not being educated about it. Right. But speaking to Christy and understanding just how knowledgeable she is on everything from here's why this fabric is a better, you know, quality than this, all of these kind of things, as well as her love for really helping women feel their best. I feel like she just has this really great edge angle. And it especially applies to the women who are listening to this podcast because you know, you want to make money in your business, but you also want to be your best self in so many ways. Right? So I wanted to have Christy on just to chat about all things, business, all things, fashion, all things, high vibe, all the things. Um, so I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Wow. That was the nicest intro ever. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I'm equally as excited to talk to you. And yeah, I love working with you as well. Anyone that's listening, go do yourself a favor and just hire Sarah. She's the best person ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I told Christy, I was like, I'm a little bit more nervous about this because like, I know you. So I'm glad, I'm glad the uh, intro was approved. (laughs) All right. So let's go back to the beginning, share with everybody, because again, And I think a lot of people, you know, I love clothes. I love fashion. Okay, great. But like you've turned this into not only a business, but a thriving business. So just take us back to the beginning where you started your business and kind of how that happened, all of that. So I've always been a clothes freak. Even when I was younger, my mom and I would shop for, you know, school clothes for the season and I would obsess about them and I would call my girlfriends and we'd get all excited about what new outfits we'd be able to put together, something to that effect. And it was always just something that was lighthearted and fun, but I honestly never considered it a career because I didn't think that you could. I, you know, growing up, you go through high school and they teach you about the traditional roles to follow when you finish school. So, you know, I kind of felt bad that I had no interest in going to be a teacher or working in a bank or becoming a lawyer or like none of that stuff kind of interested me, but I always knew that clothing made me feel great. And I always knew that it had a, a way of making you feel something different about yourself in a, in a, in a positive way. But I did kind of let that go. And it wasn't until I had lost my mom to cancer that I was really searching for something. I was the classic 20 something I'm lost and have no direction in my life and really felt badly for not having direction when it seemed like everybody else around me did. And uh, at that time I was in school because again, I thought that's kind of what you needed to do. And I was in a fashion communications based program and they had asked us to research fashion careers. And again, even at this point, I I wasn't interested in the traditional roles. I didn't want to be an editor. I didn't want to be a buyer. I didn't want to do any of those things, but this is going to sound so ridiculous, but at the time, Disney came out with a movie called The Kid and Bruce Willis. I love that movie. And that's right? what made me want to be a consultant too. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So I watched that movie, but he's such an ass in that movie, right? Like his character is such an ass. But I, I don't know, something about that, like really triggered it for me. And I was like, oh, image consultant. That's really cool. So I hit up Google and I found a local image consultant in Toronto that had, was kind of one of the pioneers in the field and uh, interviewed her for this project and thought it was amazing. And I kind of dove head first because it was exactly what I needed at the time. So I put school by the wayside. I, I dropped out of the program at like six months into, and I ended up taking this woman's course instead. And I liked that it was about transformation from the inside out. It wasn't just the aesthetic of the outside, which kind of connected the dots for me in terms of how I felt about clothes at the time and had always felt about clothes. Um, so when I left, I just, I felt like I was honestly on top of the world. I'd never felt so good in my life because it really transformed things for me. And I knew coming out of that, that was exactly what I wanted to do for other women too. 
And it was an experience I'd had with my mom kind of loosely before she had passed as well. Like her and I, because we always went shopping, you know, that was kind of always our thing. And when she was sick and she lost like a lot of weight due to cancer and whatnot, we, or sorry, she was saying how she had nothing to wear. And there was this like Easter event that was coming up and she was feeling really badly, like in addition, obviously to the cancer, but bad because she didn't have any like clothing to wear. Everything was like sagging on her. So I went and got her an outfit to surprise her with. And I've never seen someone glow so like, just like she just vibrated completely differently that day because she felt like, oh my God, like I feel good again in my clothing. And like, she felt, she just felt really, really special that day because she had a nice outfit to wear and she hadn't felt good in a really long time. So that was an experience that kind of burned in the back of my mind. And it's kind of what's motivated me going forward in my business ever since. I was <laughs> no, I was reading that. On, I mean, I've read that before, but I was reading it on your website before we got on. And like, I had goosebumps, like just thinking about that story. And again, just seeing, like seeing the beauty in that truly, really like translating into what you do now. I am obsessed with the fact that we both love the kid. We're going to have to talk about that further, further. Gretchen and I quoted all the time, like dorks. Um, so we have to talk more about that, but one thing that I want to say, two things that I want to say about what you just said is number one, this is a side note, but I'm so interested to see, let's say 10 years, 20 years from now, how that 18 year old kid feels when we were younger, right? Not that we're like that old, but like when we were younger, 10, 15, whatever years ago, what's possible for us now wasn't possible then. So you were living this life knowing you loved something, but you didn't see the possibilities because they really weren't as available. And so I'm so curious to see how like, it's going to be different for that like high school girl, whatever it is, who loves something and how she's able to turn it into a business. But what I want to say is that like, you are one of the most put together people I've ever known, met, like in, in every way. And isn't it so funny that you were feeling like, oh my God, everyone's got it together except for me. And isn't that like a, isn't that so funny to like think about like, no, none of us have it together. No. And that was one of the biggest things I've learned, like surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs as I've gone along this journey. And the more I've talked to female entrepreneurs and especially having been in your mastermind and talking to other women there too, was just so eye opening and thinking like, I am not the only one that feels like a tornado is around me all the time. Thinking that I'm just a ball of chaos sometimes, <laughs> you know, totally. and, like, it's so liberating to know other people go through the same thing. And uh, it's normal, like it's just growing pains and that we will all get there, right? But it's baby steps and those are the up-leveling pains that we go through when the chaos is kind of surrounding us. But it's the momentum and continuously choosing to move forward that makes a difference, right? And right. the chaos, right? Like it never completely calms, but yeah, you just take baby it's steps. Yeah. It's a good feeling to know that we're, we're not alone. I think that's again at every stage of our lives, but now, now we see it a little bit more clearly. So, okay. So you, so you did the, the course, what happens next? How did you actually launch, take the first action, get your first client? Like what came next? So I don't know. I feel like I was both naive and ballsy at the same time back in the day. So my, I was lucky and fortunate that my parents were entrepreneurs. So they've always had the mindset of just go for it, throw yourself into it. Like you figure it out, like that kind of mentality. So I did it, but without any research whatsoever. <laughs> so when I first jumped into it, I feel like I fell flat on my face only because I, I just started messy, which I feel like everyone does when they're, you know, getting their, mm -hmm. their feet wet with everything. So I just up and quit my job. I was helping, uh, cons partially consulting with my dad. And I was also partially just serving at that, at that time. And, uh, I just threw myself in and decided that I would just put myself out there and ask to be in free local publications. That was my way of getting started and to find a voice with styling as well. So I emailed everybody I could find, I would contact everyone off their contact forms for every like local business and everything else and ask if I could be or write free in like newspapers or if I could come in and do like a lunch and learn um, and just try and get my name out there best I could. And it never even occurred to me to be scared. That's, I think that's where the naive bless its heart like came in. I, I really wasn't scared at that point. I just was so desperate to start that I was willing to do anything at that point. <laughs> Um, and it worked. I was picked up by some local business paper, actually. 
And they asked me to write a biweekly column for, or sorry, not a biweekly. It was a monthly column uh, in their paper regarding image. And through that, I had my very first, uh, it wasn't a lunch and learn. It was an afternoon like workshop that I did for somebody, which terrified me because at this point I hadn't even done like a makeover with someone, but here I was going to go in and actually talk to a business about how to, you know, dress professionally and all that stuff. Uh, and through that workshop, I gained my very first in-person client, which, oh my gosh, the whole time you're like palms sweating and you're thinking like, oh, they're going to know they're my first, you know what I mean? Um, even though I don't think she did, but, uh, anyway, so it was, yeah, I, I just kind of threw myself into it and just figured if I, like, if you don't ask your answer is always going to be no. And I think a lot of it was just, I, at that point, because I was so desperate to start, the fear really never occurred to me, which is funny because now I consider fear more as a business owner now that I'm a little bit more seasoned, but yeah, it didn't occur to me at the time. I just figured anything I could do because I was hungry for it, I would try and make happen. So that's where my YouTube channel was birthed way back in the day, but not knowing that it was like a channel at that point, I thought, kind of thought it was like, uh, LinkedIn, but with video. So I kind of haphazardly threw up a couple videos at that time. And then anything to do with social media, I tried to throw myself into because it was free advertising. And I was broke. Like, what do you do when you start as an entrepreneur, right? You have no, no cash flow. So I figured I would start tweeting because that was the thing at the time. And I threw out random tweets and stuff as well with style tips. And I figured, you know, people want to hire people they trust. So I figured, you know, I would start interacting and follow people that were local to me and just start building relationships with them and commenting on their tweets and all the stuff. And it worked. Like I got clients through that also. Um, I love Twitter for stuff like that. They'll always have a special place in my heart, but that was how I got my business started was through Twitter and through just trying to get like free local publicity through, yeah, through the local newspapers. Blogging wasn't even a thing at that time. So I didn't have that as a, as a resource. And then if I could, I would do free talks at a local library, which like it was only ever like two or three people that showed up because no one had any clue who I was, but the humble beginnings, right? And, you know, from one client, you roll into two and two to three. And uh, yeah, I was, I was really, I, I was really lucky. Like from there, I got picked up by like media to do national television and all sorts of stuff. So I was blessed and just, the chips seemed to fall in the right place, but I think it was just because I was consistently throwing myself out there and just seeing what would stick. And it was fortunate for me that some of it did and people wanted to thankfully hear more of what I had to say. <laughs> you were blessed. Yes. But like, I think it's just such an important thing for everybody listening here to remember, like, it's always kind of a frustrating thing for me to like talk to a new entrepreneur who like kind of has the attitude that they're like too good to work for free. And I'm just like, okay, like, like, uh, okay, that's cute. Like if you, if you don't know what you're doing and you're not connected to people, like, I'm not saying like throw things at the wall, obviously is a, is a strategy for the long term. But when you're starting, you don't know what you don't know, but you do know that in order to get paid, we need to get in front of humans. So I love the fact that you were just like, I'm going to do that no matter what way I have to, whether that's again, going to the library or chatting with people on Twitter, like you did what you have to, had to do. And I always think that that's such like a, I think it's such an important lesson for, again, all entrepreneurs that like, you're not going to have it figured out. You're not sitting there being like, well, I'm going to send this tweet and this is what's going to happen based on it. Like nobody knows in the beginning, but the action and the being gutsy enough to take the action and do the things and see what does and doesn't work feels like a non-negotiable trial and error for all of us that we have to just dive into and move on. Yeah. And the thing that I, I found really helpful through all that. And I mean, I get it. Like when you're first starting, it's so frustrating. Cause like, I remember tweeting from my couch and people are like, Oh, your business must be so busy and you're so successful. Meanwhile, there's like crickets around me cause I just began, but it was, it was humble beginnings and it was good because it helped me fine tune my voice and what I wanted to say. And I, I'm grateful for that because had I been put in a really big platform and done some of the things that I've done now at the beginning, thinking that I knew all the things when I knew nothing, um, you know, I probably, I really would have screwed up my messaging and I would have felt embarrassed and it probably would have created a fear in me that would have stopped me from moving forward. Whereas those small steps helped me season myself and fine tune what it is I wanted to do and who I wanted to work with. So I'm grateful for that. Like you need that prep time to, to build 
you know, where you're, where you're going and what it is that you want to do. Right. And my business at the beginning looked completely different or does look completely different than what it is now. Like it was way more corporate and much more business focused at the beginning. And I still deal with like branding and business with all my, my women that I work with, but it's not business focused. And it took me some time to feel okay with that transition and knowing that I don't have to do the business stuff that I was trained to do and taught that that's the direction you should take. It's okay for me to take the direction I want to and feel okay with that and still make money at it and still enjoy the process, even though it's not necessarily what everyone else is doing, quote unquote, in my industry. Right. So I I was grateful for that beginning. I know that we have talked about this and I think this is an example of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know like in the beginning, right, you had mentioned that you were getting like TV spots and this, that, the other thing, and you were, people were having you on and let's say, for example, they were having you do like the look for less and it had took you a while to be like, no, like I'm not the look for less girl. Like that's not what I want to do. And so I'm, I don't know, do you have any advice for that woman who is like, struggling to really own her flavor of business or you know, like whatever she does. Because I think, I think that is a process for people to really, in the beginning, we'll say anything. And yeah. it's like, no, wait, that's not actually what I like. It, it just takes confidence. But like, I don't know, do you have any piece of advice on like that woman who like really you want her to own what she wants? Yeah, I think, so the look for less was something that I did when I was doing national television. And I, it was a segment that people really liked. Um, and I don't mind doing it every now and then, but if I was honest with myself, I don't like it only because I don't want, I wouldn't dress that way all the time myself and I'm not the deal hunter. So it always felt a little inauthentic for me personally. So I had to be okay with what I wanted in my business and how I went about my shopping or what I wanted to talk about. And it did take me some time to absorb that and be okay with it. Um, because it is kind of the fad thing to talk about in fashion, like the look for less, uh, thing. But honestly, like when you allow yourself to go there and step into it, even though it will take you some time and give yourself that time, if you need to marinate in it and whatnot, but when you give yourself permission to no longer go there, oh my God, like the doors just open up and you get way more creative about other things that you want to talk about because you finally let yourself go there. And the beautiful thing is, is that all of a sudden you'll get other clients and people that also resonate with that same thing. Cause all of a sudden that decision that, and you crossing that line I don't know, you, you, you start to step into this different energy and then you start attracting clients that are also that same vibration. So I remember when I finally crossed that line for myself, um, you know, I started getting these really high end clients. So I was suddenly going to, you know, different areas to work with people and talking about different things and shopping in different locations for them, which for me really was exciting for me. And it's not to say that I don't want to shop for stuff that's affordable. That's not the case. I'm still okay doing with that, but my main core branding and messaging and the people that I work with has changed. And it's been one of the most liberating things ever because it's something that I actually like rather than feeling like I'm forcing something and kind of feeling ho-hum about it. So it made business fun again, you know? And that's how it should feel. And again, yeah. it's you know, for all of us, it's the learning pro we don't, I, I've said this like a couple times lately and this feels a little crass, but it's like trying to figure out like what your sex favorite sex position, position is when you're a virgin. Like if you're not in it, yet, you won't know. Like, so you, you ha you're not going to know what you know, what you like until you kind of get into it and then it gets to evolve. So right. with that, I want to, I think that's a good transition because I want to talk about just, I know how important quality is to you. Yeah. And I know how important, like, so at the core of your business, you really want to make women, yes, feel confident and great. And like, like that's a great thing, but it's more like their best selves. It's not just good. It's like their best highest level selves, which again, obviously applies to, you know, women entrepreneurs specifically. So I guess talk to me a little bit about that just in terms of like what you think it's really important for entrepreneurs, especially like personal brands, I guess what they, what you want everyone to know about dressing themselves and being their highest selves with the help of fashion and clothes and style. Oh, there's lots to unpack with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, the thing I love about fashion and one of the things that I love helping people explore is that there's space for everybody in it. 
So I think back in the day, fashion was fashion and business was both seen in a very linear way. Like you wear a suit, you wear like certain corporate colors, you wear X, Y, Z thing to gain a certain amount of credibility. And this was just what you had to wear, like casual dressing never even entered into the equation for business. But that's what I love about the way that the online space has changed things and people working from home is because now things aren't so black and white and style has now evolved enough so that everyone can represent who they are through their clothing and it doesn't all have to look the same. So what I wear doesn't have to look the same as what you want to wear or what you want to wear may not look the same as some of your clients or friends or family, whomever, right? Like there's space for all of us. So this is where it's really fun to have your, your style really showcase itself in your branding, right? Because our businesses are, I mean, we are our business card, right? At the end of the day. Um, so I think, you know, we put all this time and effort into our website. We put all this time into our logos. We put all this time into our marketing materials. And then everyone's like hopping on a live with like a top knot and like no makeup on and like wearing their scrubs, which is cool and all like, you'll still get your message across, but like how much more of an impact and more money can you make when your brand is in alignment with your image as well? And you look the part in whatever capacity that may be, right? So it doesn't, again, doesn't mean you have to wear a suit or be super formal or whatever, but what can you wear that when you put it on your body, you look in the mirror and you can instantly feel that energetic shift of like, yes, I look hot or like, yes, this is who I am or like, oh, like this is exactly who I want to be. Like it makes you feel like your next level self. And I know all women have at least had the experience of going out to buy something, you know, let's say at the mall or wherever they want to go shopping for a date or a special occasion or whatever the case may be. And you spend all this time finding the perfect outfit and then you get all ready and glam for the night and you look in the mirror and you feel so good, right? Like it just makes you shift into this different kind of energy. And all of a sudden you feel more confident and more powerful and you smile and interact with people differently. So if you extrapolate that and move it into a business model, you know, your that confidence and that energy will translate it into more productivity. It will allow you to be more open to more possibilities. You'll probably be more willing to share ideas with others just because you're feeling a little bit more confident and comfortable in your skin. And it helps other people see you in the position you want them to see you in, right? Uh, they say nowadays that 55% of your credibility goes to what people see visually. And it's true. And it doesn't come from a nasty place. But if I were to show up on national television, let's say, for example, wearing sweatpants with like, you know, messy hair and whatever, people probably won't take me seriously as a stylist. And it's no different for any other industry as well. People do have a certain expectation on what they want to see. And it doesn't have to be, again, some cookie cutter format, but you will teach your audience what to expect from you and your brand through your image and your core messaging. Like you want all of that to be in alignment uh, with one another. So I love helping women figure that out by, we do style and mood boards to figure out like, what is the vibe of their brand? Like how do they wanna explore and communicate visually through their messaging and through their clothing? And what's gonna make them feel next level so that every time they get dressed, which I know can sound kind of unattainable to some people, but every time you get dressed, you should look in the mirror and feel really good. It doesn't mean that you have to wear a ball gown and get dressed from head to toe, like, like to the nine, sorry, every day, but you gotta wear something that's at least gonna put a smile on your face and make you feel a lot differently when you look in the mirror because it does translate into your, your everyday life. Like you just interact and shift differently. Your energy just comes from a more core, place and you just feel happier. Like there's no woman on the planet that doesn't feel better when she's got like her favorite shirt on or like whatever, she's feeling cute that day. Right. Like it just, it does something different to us. I think, you know, it's a funny thing because I feel like I almost feel as though I don't, I don't want to go like the media or whatever it is, but I almost feel like there are people or there's like a story, let's say that can make people feel as though they're superficial or whatever for either wanting to look good or judging people on the way that they look. And obviously there's a balance that, uh, on this. And the last thing that we're trying to do is walk around judging everybody on the street. Right. But at the end of the day, I just want, like, I think it's just so incredibly important for everybody to remember and, and, and feel that a big part of success, right. Especially if we're talking about like with my industry, like business coaches, and I look like 
horrible right now. I'm just going to be honest about that, but <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't get on a live video like this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak to my audience like this. Like it's important for me if I'm, if I'm trying to establish myself as somebody who's successful, it's important for me to have my nails done versus chipped off, right? Like little things like that are important. And so I don't know if, if you want to say anything about this, but I want everyone to remember that like you feeling good is not a superficial thing. You no. wanting to do the makeup, the hair, like those are not unimportant things, not just because a, it's going to help you make more money essentially. And it's going to like, I think further your business, but also if it's, I don't care if it's the flowers in your house or having the nice candles, when you feel better, of course, everything else is going to be an extension of that. Of course. Yeah. I, and I mean, there's a reason why, you know, celebrities or Tony Robbins or whomever, they have stylists or they present themselves in a certain way when they're out in the media. And part of that is because it makes them feel more powerful like as well. Right. But looking good and taking care of yourself is a form of self care, right? It's no different than drawing a bath at the end of the day or making that spa appointment to go and get your nails done or your hair done or whatever. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big and, and drastic, but you want to do it as more of an act of self-care more than anything. And it's like you said, when you start to feel good, you just vibrate differently. Um, and yeah, you'll take care of your business and those around you better because you're feeling good as well. It's kind of like that old saying where you can't fill the cup of others without filling your own. So, and I'm a huge believer in that, right? And it doesn't mean like, again, that the style has to be super unattainable. Like if you're working from home, like you're not, not everybody's going to want to throw on a blazer and like a, you know, dress to the nines every day, but wearing like a sweater that might make you happy in a pair of jeans. Or if that doesn't, if that's not even what that looks like to you, if it's a pair of, I don't know, let's say like leather leggings and like a super snuggly sweater, like if that's your vibe, that's okay too. Like it looks different for everybody. You just want to make sure you feel good so that when you do take a bathroom break and you look in the mirror, when you go to the bathroom, you're not like, oh, and you scare yourself, right? From like crazy hair, because we've all had those days before, right? But again, like you just, you, you go about your day differently when you feel good. And other people, I think, uh, can feel that energy too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can, I can, I can fully feel it when I'm on, again, somebody else's, I'm just using an example of videos, obviously, just like with what I do. But yeah, with everything. I mean, if you walked into... I don't know, a hair salon and the woman looks like a mess. Like, of, of course, like, of course it's going to like, of course it's going to make an impression on you. And again, so I think when we're talking about so many women that work from home specifically, right? Like within the coaching arena industry, it's a very easy thing to do. Like I remember years ago, I literally like, I mean, I was at, I was in a really unhappy place years ago, but like getting dressed was like something that did not happen. Like I was like, you know, would angle the camera so that like you couldn't see anything. I would barely put on, do my hair, do my makeup. Like I was in a really bad place. And even now, if I have a day where I feel like shit or like whatever, I'm stressed. Like I will literally, that's when I will literally go put on the jumpsuit and heels for no effing reason, just to walk down the hall in my home office, just to feel like a little bit better. And I think this is just an example of do what you need to do to feel better. Right. But also like looking at you too, again, we've been on, you know, countless calls together where like, I'm not just saying this, but like, you always look great. Like, it's not just like, okay, I'm going to put on a t-shirt like, or like uh, something that looks okay. Like you always like the earrings always match the, you know, everything's always like really, truly beautiful. And so I just love the fact that like, I think your style is a representation of how you do life in the sense that like, you're just not going to like do it, but like, you're going to go all the way. And really when you think about it, like, again, I look ridiculous saying this right now, but like, why not? Like, why not go take the extra mile? Yeah, exactly. I, I just, I don't know for me, style is always something that makes me feel good. And I, I do, I just, for me personally, I function differently when I put a little bit of effort into, and again, it doesn't have to be unrealistic. Like I was working from home today and wearing sweater and jeans. Like it's not anything crazy. Um, but you know, it, it does make me yeah, function a little differently. And I always think like, if you can do something for yourself, that's going to make you happier, then why not do something like that? Right. Or if you can do something and wear something that represents who you are, 
Um, and you're going to be talking to your clients that day, or you're going about your business. Like, why wouldn't you allow your clients to see that as well? Right. People, especially nowadays, love to get to know who they're working with or who they're hiring. So if you can showcase a little bit of that through your style, then why, like, why wouldn't you like my clients know, and it's like an ongoing joke, even on my YouTube channel that I am like super colorful. I love color. It makes me happy. So there's so many DMS I get through like Instagram or wherever, and people will spot like obnoxiously colorful stuff and they'll take a picture and they're like, Oh, thought of you today. Like, you know, and that's part of my brand. Like they know that. Right. But it's nice to be thought of and nice to know that like my styles obviously come through in part of my branding uh, and that it's in alignment with what I do. And people understand that aside from the fact that obviously I deal with clothing anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, why not let people see that if you have some attitude and you're a little bit edgy, like why not have that come through in your clothing? Or if you're someone that's a little bit more whimsical and you want to air, like have some of that magic show up in your dressing that way, then why not do that? Right? Like there's space for everyone. And I think all of us are so very different anyway. Like why not let your attitude in whatever capacity it may be show in your clothing? Like people just want to get to know who you are, right? The formal stuff and the things that you you know, talk to people about is important, but there's so much more that you can say through your clothing subtly without actually having to say anything, which I think is important, important too. Right. Totally important. If, are there, are there like, maybe like, I don't know, I was gonna say two, three, but you can pick the number. Are there <laughs> any specific mistakes that you see that like make you want to like shake people? I'm sure there are like, what are your, like, I don't know. What are your biggest things that you want to like make women entrepreneurs understand specifically when it comes to their style? Uh, so uh, the biggest thing, if you're going to, okay, there's, oh my gosh, so many things I could say. Yeah, I was okay, like two, so. three, 40, whatever. <laughs> All right. So the number, one of the biggest ones, um, is to learn what works for your shape and you can stick to this as much as you want, but knowing how to dress your body type is huge. And I think that this is something that people know they should know, but don't really look into it all that much. And we kind of get the over the fence advice from like friends and family over the years where we read these like generic things that are thrown in magazines or in media about body shapes and how to, or how not to dress your shape. But there's really some confidence and power that can come behind that very simple information because a lot of women I talk to are just an in information or sorry, not information overload. Um, uh, like variety overload for when they're looking in a store. Cause there's just so much stuff, right? Especially if you're looking on a store, like people or an online store, sorry. So many people don't know where to even look first because of the mass variety and selection out there. So if you know or have a specific route to follow just based on your shape, um, that alone will make such a difference because then you're not going to buy stuff and have it delivered to your home or try something on the store and have it be wildly unflattering so that you feel like a sack of potatoes when you're looking in the mirror because nobody likes that experience, right? <laughs> so learning what, what works for your shape is huge. Uh, and along that lines, the second one is getting things that are the right size and fit fit with everything is King. It doesn't matter what your budget is. You could buy a $3 shirt from target, or you could buy a $3,000 blouse from somewhere else. If it fits wrong and it doesn't like it's too big or it's too small, it will cheapen your look. Um, so that's a really, really big one. So just pay attention to little things. Like if your pants are too damn long, don't be lazy and go take them to get hemmed. Or if the blazer, you know, is too boxy, then again, take the time, spend the $10 and get the alteration around the waist so that it fits properly. Like just little things, those small tweaks have such a big impact. And again, it'll make you feel different when you look in the mirror because you'll feel that shift of like, Ooh, I look good. Like I like how I look today. So that's like a, that's a really, another, uh, really big one. Um, and then the last one I would say is huge. It's just more of a permission thing for women. And that's just allowing yourself to go there. So wear the thing that makes you happy, even though it may not necessarily be what you think everyone else in your social circle or in your network may think is a quote unquote appropriate, whatever that even means nowadays, or like if it's wild in contrast to your friends or whatever, like give yourself permission to go there because you will be happier. And I think that's just the general rule with business anyway, right? Like you want to do the things that are going to make you happy, obviously, but so many people are worried about wearing something and then having their friends or family or whoever toss a side comment their way 
for dressing outside of their norm, whatever that means, or dressing in a way that's different from everybody else. But the reality is, is the sooner you own that, the faster people will get over it. And usually most people don't comment on that kind of thing anyway. I find that the stuff that scares most people is usually what gets the biggest reaction of like, oh my God, you look so good today. Or like, I love that on you. That looks amazing. But it's because again, you're wearing something that resonates more with who you are. So again, figuring out what that is for you and what that might look like in your branding or just in your personal life in general, like what's going to light you up and get you excited to pull out of your closet in the morning, like giving yourself permission again to go there is, is awesome, which is why I love following accounts like, um, there's this one called advanced style on Instagram where it's like 60 plus or sorry, women that are 60 plus in age, but they have the most like eclectic wild style. And not that everyone has to go there, but it really gets you thinking about what style is and to see people like so far outside of the box, right? Just gives you, or at least inspires me anyway, to give yourself a little bit more of a permission slip, if you will, to just dress and do the things that you damn well, please. <laughs> I love that. I want to check out that account. But like, I think, I think what's interesting is that it's, it's really the same thing. I'm sure with a lot of things, but specifically business, it's, if you're wearing something because you think it's like trendy or like, and you actually don't love it, but you're trying to do it. I think that's probably when you're going to feel weird about it, which is the same thing. Yeah. With business. Whereas like, there are people who are like, again, dressed like out there, but like, it is what they love and they rock it. And you can tell that they don't give a shit. And so it's like, yeah. for everybody, like, like dial it up a little bit, take some risks. But I think if, I think if it's actually something you want to do, I think it's probably going to be a lot easier to like feel good and look good. Yeah. Well, and there's a difference between if you were to see two people walking down the street, the person that is wearing whatever the hell they want, doesn't matter whether it's your style or not, but the person that walks and has ownership, like that you see walking down the street versus someone that you can kind of tell they're feeling a little bit awkward and they more like the fashion victim, just wearing a trend because it's whatever you can kind of tell with body language and whatnot. Right. Um, you know, you're going to be inspired by the person that has ownership just because they fucking own it. Right. right. <laughs> like, nothing to me that's more inspiring that someone that just loves what they're doing or wearing. Like I, it, there's no way it can't be inspiring to you. You know? No, I love that. Yeah. What you said about, um, like getting things hemmed or just making sure that they're a really good fit. I think something that comes up with a lot of women and my hand is way up in the air with this <laughs> is that I think that a lot of us, we buy more things yeah. instead of making sure that we have really great, like a lot of people wouldn't spend the money, like, like to spend the money to get their clothes tailored, but they'll buy 45 shirts that they never wear. Right. Yes. Again, hand in the air. Right. <laughs> I know that I am guilty of that. So with that, that brings me to, I have a lot of conversations with, let's say for example, women entrepreneurs, and this is actually something that I talk about more with like friends versus clients. But when we start making more money, right, which is obviously what we want for everyone listening. When we start making more money, I don't know, do you have any advice on like, what are the smart things to invest in first? Because I think like in, again, like, you know, we look at the coaching industry and it's like, this person's got the Chanel bag and this, that, the other thing. And then like, for me, like going from buying, like being okay with a pair of heels from like Target to like buying $800 heels, it was a really weird mindset thing for me. And it was like, well, am I going to wear these all the time? So like, I don't know, like what are, if you were like, again, that woman who was up leveling her brand, what are some like staple smart purchases that you would probably tell her to make that are going to be versatile and all that? Um, so first thing I would say above like specific pieces is to invest in quality when you can. Um, I'm a big believer in that clothing definitely carries an energy behind it. Uh, an interesting exercise I actually put my styling students through is I tell them to go into an H&M or a Zara and just to feel the fabric in there and then to take an hour or two and then walk into Saks Fifth Avenue or any really like high-end department store or boutique and go and feel the fabric and look at the stitching and all that kind of stuff in that store instead. There is a very distinct different vibe and just aesthetic and mood in those two types of stores. So like you don't have to be into the designer stuff, but pay attention to the quality of the things that you're picking up because you know, you can wear something from Zara and I certainly do as well. I don't wear exclusively designer stuff, but there is definitely a different vibe that comes from quality pieces. When I wear them, I put it on and I just feel a little bit more next level. 
Um, and that could be for some people, maybe it's designer shoes. Maybe it's, they found like a great vintage find that they love, like whatever. It doesn't have to be like super expensive, but quality does make a difference. And you can feel the energy difference behind those two items of clothing, right? And they just hang on you a little bit differently. So that would be my first advice is to look for quality pieces and whatever capacity that might be for somebody and buy the best quality you can afford, right? doesn't matter what your budget is. Um, but when you're up leveling, I, I, I don't know. I think it's good to have some good fallback staples, like have the basic clean dark wash denim that you can wear with your sweaters and your snuggly stuff at home. Um, but it's also something that you could rock with like a cute camisole and a blazer and rock with like some jewelry and you'd be great for a night out as well. Right? Like, so dark wash denim is really good. Um, again, you can find brands and all sorts of like price brackets, but get one that really fits your body. Like a glove, like take the time to properly like look into what works, like don't grab and just buy the first thing that you put on just because you're short on time and don't want to put the effort in. Um, because you'll feel better again when you put the jeans on that fit you well. So that would be, that would be my first one. Next one. I always recommend to have a good pair of like nude shoes, whatever's closest to your skin tone, like would be your nude. Um, again, it elongates the leg when you're wearing a dress. And again, it's something simple that you can use when you want to dress up if you want. And it doesn't mean you need to wear ridiculous sky high heels. If you guys feel more comfortable in a kitten heel or whatever, you can do that too, but some kind of heel to elevate the leg and the body a little bit will just look a little bit dressier. And it's something that you can use like throughout the day and night. It really doesn't matter. Um, I love a good clutch too. Whatever's fun to you. I don't care what color it is. I don't care if it's got sequins all over it. I don't care. I don't care, <laughs> but some kind of clutch is great because I like putting it with day, like daily casual pieces because it will elevate your casual basics, but it's good to have something to go to for your, the nighttime as well. If you want to go out for drinks or if you're going on a date or I don't know if you've got an evening function of some kind to use. And then get basics like your t-shirts, camisoles, and a good go-to blazer in a neutral as well. Most people will probably recommend black. I don't think it has to be black. It could be white. Um, it could be a tan color or brown, like whatever, whatever floats your boat. But a good neutral blazer that you can throw over basic sweaters, basic t-shirts, a camisole. It's something that you can use to dress your pieces up and down. And it gives a little bit of a professional vibe too. Um, those would probably be my good like the basics, basics of like an easy go-to that you should have in your closet. And then some jewelry that makes you feel kind of next level. So whether that's like a statement piece, like an obnoxiously oversized necklace, or whether you're someone that likes to rock like a dainty piece, um, that's like an everyday jewelry or, or maybe it's earrings or something like that for you. Those would be my good, like core staples. And then from there, that's where you want to add like your personality in and, in, and think about your lifestyle and what it is you actually need because I think sometimes the problem with like the basics that a lot of people talk about in media is it doesn't apply to everybody's life. You really have to think about where you spend your time to think in an order to know where to invest your dollar for your wardrobe, right? Cause it's not a cookie cutter format for, for all of us, you know? You just said that something and it made me laugh because my sister sent me something before kind of, this is a side note, but it just made me laugh that it was a, you know, how like whatever you see, like the memes go viral. And it was like, like women's magazines made me like stress my entire life about going from day to night. And I've never actually had to do that. Like it's not <laughs> actually a thing. So like, right? I don't know. It just made me think of it with like adjusting it for what you actually need. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to just switch gears to go back to your business for a second. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Before I say that though, I want to remind everyone that Christy has a really great YouTube channel. And so we'll definitely link that because there's just videos upon videos to go deeper into everything from the capsule wardrobes to the accessories, like everything that you need to know, like she's got it covered. So I'll definitely link that. But in terms of your business, I would love to hear Cause obviously we could talk so much just more about like all the things that you've done, but like, what is the thing that I guess like that you're most proud of when it comes to what you've done over the, cause you've got digital courses, you've helped people become stylists, grow their stylist business. Like what, like you've been a brand ambassador. Like, I don't know, just give me some insight around like what you love, what you're the most proud of, but and also I guess what you've had the most fun doing. Oh, that's such a hard question. Oh my God. No pressure. Um, <laughs> uh, what I'm most proud of, I think training the stylist is one of them. Um, 
only because it's something that fuels me because when I first started, I really didn't feel like I had a resource and anyone to talk to about styling the way that I wanted to style people because it was so much more business focused back in the day. And I never wanted to do that. So now being able to talk to my students and talk to them and help them with like the baby steps on how to get started and price themselves and do all the things was something I so wish that I had back in the day. So I know when I get to talk to them and go through that course process with all of them, I always feel really, really good. And sometimes I still have to pinch myself to think back like, oh, I'm finally at that point where I can teach people like, that's cool. You know what I mean? So that's, that is something that I really love. Um, I also really am proud of like doing the national television spots, mostly because if anyone were to go back and see like my very first like camera stuff, doesn't matter if you watch my very first YouTube video, which is yes, that's up there. Um, but you know, to look at how I've grown over the past 12 years, I'm really proud of that because I was so camera shy. And I remember even my first like local television thing, I sweat so hard through the whole thing. And like my face was so red, like red, like my sweater I'm wearing, like it was obnoxious, <laughs> so red. <laughs> so to go from that, just because I kept saying yes, because again, I was so desperate to like grow and I was hungry to grow, to have been asked to do it, not have to you know, really seek out to be on national television, but to be asked and then feel like it went fairly well, um, was really cool. And I don't think I, uh, like if I were to have told my, you know, 20 year old something self when I was feeling like lost and alone and desperate for finding my passion and whatnot, I would have wanted to high five myself. You know what I mean? So I think those are probably the things that I'm really I'm really excited about. And then the, the other things are just, they're, they're small things like getting comments from people saying like, you've changed my life or you've changed my relationship with my husband and I, or, um, like there's some women I've had the opportunity to work with that have gone through like cancer and they have very special like needs afterwards for their style and whatnot. Like things like that are really cool. Cause you really get to come into someone's personal space. So to help be a catalyst for them and make them feel better in a time where they're transitioning in whatever capacity, I don't know. It's cool being welcomed into that personal bubble with people and, you know, being like getting to know them on such a, uh, a fun, but in some ways like deep level, cause they do open up about a lot of things. So yeah, there's, I don't know that there's one specifically, but those three like core things for me have been something that, yeah, it feels very, very cool to me. I love that both of the, like both of the things that you said about like helping people that obviously are like behind you starting the business, like learning, learning all the things that you didn't know, but also again, helping that woman really feel good after something traumatic because of the fact that again, it's like, it's, it's very cool. It's why I do what I do that we can take what we love and turn it into a business. But I think a lot of people, it's very easy. And you, I'm sure you feel like this from time to time as well, obviously that from day to day, sometimes it can feel like this hamster wheel feeling of how do I get the sale? What do I, all the things that I need to do, I need to shoot the videos, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what you're doing, I think feels, and it's, it's so clear that it's like this fulfilling thing. It's like, it's something that you really enjoy. And again, like I just said, like, that doesn't mean it's not hard, you know, 360 days a year, like most of the time it's really effing hard, but I think you go further when it's something that you're passionate about that fulfills you. And like you said, like, I just didn't say no, like I just kept taking the opportunities and like moving with it. Yeah. And you have to be okay to work. Like, I think that's, I don't know that I fully understood that when I started off as an entrepreneur, like I always saw my parents work and they worked long hours and, you know, they hustled their buns off, but I don't think I fully grasped that until I started myself. And that's one of the things I've told my students when they're going through their styling training. Uh, and even before they even sign up for the program, I always say like, if you think this is a trip to the mall and like you get to go home afterwards and put your feet up, like don't start. Like, it's just not like that. You know, there's so much more behind the scenes and it can be so frustrating. And without that passion wanting to love what you do, doesn't matter whatever field, like you will not continue if you don't love it because there are days where it's really fucking hard, <laughs> but it's worth it, right? It's worth it if you love it and you push through and you just say yes. And those small wins um, and like things that you get to do over the course of your business or your career makes it worth it. You know what I mean? Totally. And you, that was actually something that you taught me was to take time to even journal back on like little accomplishments and days where I'm feeling good, like journal about that. So when I am having a crap day and I am feeling a bit off, like go back and read that so that it can uplift you a little bit. And you're like, oh yeah. And like shifts your perspective back to what you're supposed to be doing and why you do it. 
even though you logically know that, but you're just kind of having an off day, right? We're always going to have those off days. I, I, I've been telling everyone that lately. I'm like, have that brag list, like have that list of like, again, like, like you just said, the things that you're proud of, the things that make you feel good. And like, we always have a choice to like, go back to that feeling to an extent. Yeah. It, I feel like you might've just covered this. So you can tell me no, Sarah, if I'm being repetitive, but I feel like I would love to hear just as we wrap up here, I would love to hear maybe like just a couple pieces of advice that you would have for that woman who not necessarily wants to become a stylist, but want, like loves fashion and wants to turn it into a business and whatever that means. Maybe it's the YouTube channel like you and getting brand sponsorships. Like, I don't know. What would you tell that girl? I, I would just say to put yourself out there. If you really, really love this field in whatever capacity that is, immerse yourself in it. And uh, not that like I had it all figured out because I certainly don't, sorry, didn't and still don't. But I, I think it's important to just put yourself out there and again, see what sticks. Like if you want to get into the field and maybe you're not even sure what that looks like yet, try different things. Like maybe blog, start a YouTube channel, um, reach out to department stores, see if you can help style their customers or get involved in retail if you want, or I don't know, whatever might float your boat, even if it's just a mild curiosity, like just try it out and see again, what ignite ignites, sorry, that passion. You never know from something that you try what new thing may immerse itself from there or sorry, blossom from there. Um, and then just continue to put yourself out there. I think that the people that are successful and that do go further are because they're willing to try new things and look stupid from the beginning. I think that's really I think that's really what it is, you know? And I think that's part of why I got to where I have, or, and I'm sure you probably have stories like that, that you can relate to too, where you don't have it figured out and you just start and you may send an email that's kind of sloppy, but it's the best you could come up with at that moment. Or maybe you made a video or I don't know, whatever, wrote an article, something, and it may not be perfect. It may sound ridiculous to someone, but you know what? You did it. And at least it's your first step going in the right direction for something that you think or feel will be something beneficial to you long-term um, and something that you really love. So yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. Like so true. It's so funny because I try to not say corny cliche things as much as possible, but then I'm also like, they're cliche for a reason because yeah. like feel the fear and do it anyway. Like yeah. that's do it. Like it's going to be fucking scary. I don't know what to tell you if you don't want to be scared, but you have to do it anyway. And you will yeah. always be 9 million times farther ahead by doing it and falling flat on your face, yeah. then not doing it and trying to think your way to clarity. Cause it, it just does not work like that. And trust me, I tried, I tried, yeah. like it doesn't work like that. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Cause even after you're scared, if the second you've done it, like the second you did the thing that you feel scared about, you look back at it and you think, what was I so scared about? Like it was, it's never, ever as bad as you make it out. To be People are never rude the way you think they're going to be or react the way you think they will. It's always like warmly received for most part, I would say. And then you've got that fear over with and you can move on to the next scary thing. <laughs> it's like the little kid who like won't go on their first roller coaster and is like terrified. And then like that's all they want to do is like ride it again and again and again. Like that's, yeah. that's entrepreneurship in a nutshell. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. That's what it is. All right, so tell everyone where to connect with you and to hear more from you, all of that. Uh, so I am Christy Russell on all of my social media, just my name. You can find me that way. It doesn't matter. You can throw that in on YouTube. YouTube's probably your best resource to find me or hunt me down, uh, or Instagram. Those are probably the two I'm most active, or you can go to my website, which is fashiontranslated.com. I've also got a free, uh, wardrobe checklist. If you guys are curious about the basics we were talking about, you can join my VIP newsletter and you can get that for free from there. Yay. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to just share it with everyone. I think there's a lot of great knowledge from about fashion, about style, but about entrepreneurship as well that so many people are going to really value. So thank well, you. Well, thank you for having me. This was so much fun.